0: <laughs> Hallelujah, Father. Just uh, speak to us today. Do good things. You're such a good God, and you have our future in your hand. And uh, we just bless you and thank you and love you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You guys seem. Don't you seem really close to me? I know. I'm like this is awkwardly close. I don't think you're normally this close. So I might be back here just because this is a much more comfort distance. Um, so um, go to Habakkuk chapter one. Want to share something today, and I do want to. I know we have a probably a stronger online uh, uh, presence today, so we want to welcome welcome you online, um, and uh, and and just good to have you with us as well. So here's what I want to share. I want to share some things. This is a pretty big day. I want to share some things. This is this is a pretty big visionary day, and normally um, when we we roll out visions. We seed the vision for multiple weeks, even months ahead, and then it comes out and nobody is surprised at all because that's how, I mean, it's a good way to roll out a vision. So I'm going to share some visionary things today that uh, for some might be a total surprise, but most of you it won't be even if you haven't heard about it. We're, gonna, we're going to um, make some pretty solid, and again, I think no fear, all wisdom changes within, uh, they affect me, my personal life, and they, they affect the leadership of Praise Fellowship, and they affect each one of us here. We're going to do a, um, I think God is setting us up for the biggest win that I think the world has ever seen. Amen. And so, wow, that's a pretty big vision, right? <laughs> you know, go bigger, go home, right? But, but, but to get to there... And I'm going to share out of Habakkuk, but I want us to see this. When we're heading, whatever we want to call it, um, but the the post-corona world, it's not going to be the same as the pre-corona world. Just not going to be. And those people who want to just go back to the way it was, they're going to hang on for a little while, but they might not survive, and they're certainly not going to win. This is if you run a business. You know this you can't go back to 2017 model. It's not going to work. You're going to have to come up with a new model, a new, what's the next? How am I going to get it? As a, I really believe you'll see a shifting in nations. Even in power of nations, you'll see a worldwide shift. Why? Because some nations will do well post-corona, others won't, and you'll see, you'll see nations shift. You'll you'll see family shift, you'll see education shift, you'll see all these things shift, and and you'll say, wow, they got so good, and they went out of business. And so it's not that they're not good people or hard workers, it's that some made a shift and others didn't, and I am convinced the body of Christ is not exempt from that. In fact, I think we maybe are more... Um, called upon to look at what's the next than anybody else. Why? Because our message is more essential than selling widgets. Right? It is. I mean, everybody wants their business to succeed, but honestly, if somebody's business fails, well, they just have to change and go to another business. If the gospel fails, eternity is at stake. And I'm telling you, the church that thinks, oh, we can just go back to the way we were, I don't believe they're going to be Involved as much as they could be in this massive worldwide revival that's coming. We're about to see, you know, what what have we talked about? We talked about, you know, pandemic produces racial riots, which produces revival. Okay, we've seen the pandemic and racial riots. We've seen the tension, the hate, all that stuff. We're waiting for the revival. The revival's on its way, but not every model of ministry will be involved in the the revival. And listen, when we started, and the heart of Praise Fellowship has always been, we're not a local church. We're a movement. We're a move of God. The hardest thing for that is that it's easy to drift to local church patterns. Why? Because everybody knows how to do a local church pattern. The hardest thing to do is do something that is specific to you that not everybody else is doing. If you live your life that way, some of you do, it's usually called an entrepreneur. It's terribly exciting, but it is bizarre. And most people think you're crazy. But because of that, because Praise Fellowship has always been called to be a movement and to be part of revival, right? It's what we're burning passion for the presence of God and the move of God and the changing of lives and the heart for the nations and the heart for the lost and the heart for the downtrodden and all those things. But it's a movement. And because of that, we have been, uh, and we're going to have a lot of the leadership team come up here in the next, uh, whatever, 10, 15, 20, whenever they come up. I don't want to say that because they'll be watching their watch and come up. And, uh, but we're going to have them come up because as a leadership team, we're saying, Lord, what is the next model? What are we heading into? So that's what we want to share today. And so, you know, that's what I'm going to share. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5 says this. This comes after the complaint. Habakkuk is complaining to God. Anybody here ever complained to God? Yeah. You know why we complain to God? Because we don't think He has any idea what's going on. <laughs> right? If we're honest, that's what uh, that's what a complaint is for. He likes that we complain to Him. He likes that because it produces a dialogue where He can minister. So He likes that. So don't stop taking your frustrations to God, but just know. He's fully aware of your frustrations before you voice them. And he's fully, so Habakkuk goes on and and has these, uh, hey, didn't you know what's going on, God? This is terrible. Could we list a whole bunch of things wrong right now? Yeah. Habakkuk did that. Took him to God. What are you going to do about this, God? (laughs) I love what God does. He's really funny. I hope you always sense the, the, uh, I don't want to say personality of God, but that's really what I mean—the personality of God. And this is—he doesn't. He says, "Yeah, whatever, your problems." And I can feel, I can hear him saying, "Dude, I've been around for like a long time. I've seen all these problems." And this is what he says to me. I believe this is a word so strongly for us right here, and I believe it's for anybody in the nations right now who wants involved. He says, "Look at the nations, verse five. Look at the nations and watch, and be utterly amazed." He says, for I am about to do something in your days. I want you to hear that's a key word. He doesn't say in 180 years. Your days. I don't know how many your days you got left, but in your days. He says, I'm about to do something in your days that you would not believe even if I were to tell you. I want you to hear that because this is a, the first time I read this, I so clearly remember where I was. I was praying. It was. We had, it was, I don't know, probably in the early 90s, we were having 24-hour prayer vigils at, at a, as a fellowship. Everybody took an hour. There was like 24 people in the church, so you couldn't back out of this. And so we all took an hour. And I know that my hour, because I was by far the youngest one, so I took like the 2 a.m. or whatever one. And I can remember laying on a, our floor and, and reading through scripture and praying, and it's the first time I read that, and it was so clear, God just spoke, always live in that verse. Always. It's not a one time verse. Live in that verse. Even if I told you what was about to happen, you wouldn't believe it. So, this is where I really feel that God is taking us as a body into places we've never been before and into places that are so huge that are unprecedented. So, here's where it comes down. I want to get into a little bit of details, but I really want today, because we don't have to give all the details today, but today I want to give us confidence. In the Lord, I want to give us confidence in leadership here, and I want to give us anticipation and excitement for the future. That's, I mean, that's really what we want. If we get that, if we feel that, if I, if I, if me, let's just talk about me, if I have that, I'll get through details. So those are the things we're, we're, we're wanting to grab today. So here's uh, a few years ago, well, 20-whatever years ago, there was a, um, a vision Uh, That Nyla had. Those of you who've been around remember Nyla. She's uh, she actually still is alive. She's uh, hasn't been with us for quite a while, Um, and she's. uh, But she was a seer, and God would just show her things. We saw so many things come to pass that she saw. You know, visions. She had. She had a vision. I want you to hear this vision because this has been one that we have watched happen over and over again, and it's been one that I've held so dear to me, and Sandy and I have held so dear to us in what this was. She had a vision of the earth. And it, there's the earth right there. And the earth was held up by two arms. Two, the two arms were green. They were both green. Obviously, green is, is, symbolizes some sort of life or growth. Um, so there's two, two arms holding the earth. But the earth, the arms were odd. She saw one arm really short, like a short little arm. Didn't go very far. Boom, boom, right like that. Then the second arm was massively big. And reached all the way around the globe. And everywhere on the globe it reached. It was this massive arm. So we had this being holding the earth like this. With these odd little arms. And she says, Lord, what is this? And he says, that's a picture of Praise Fellowship. She says, what? She says, I've given two arms to P.F. And he says, one... And he says they both represent getting the gospel to people. They both represent outreach. One is strong right here. And the other is far-reaching. Now, this was given at a time when we were pretty little and we had very little involvement, had minimal involvement in nations. And, but this massive, the one arm of our fellowship is going to be so international and so big and so strong The other arm, equally as strong, equally as powerful, which is short, two arms. Obviously, that means we've always had a call on us to be the best possible minister of the gospel in a region that we can be. And, equal to that, the nations are ours. Nations are ours. They're there. There they are. And you say, well, of course. No, listen... You need to hear that God has given us a call to reach the nations in a way that most local churches can't even dream about. And he's given us a call to be so strong regionally that the region will never be the same because yeah. we're here. Yeah. Two things and they got to both be there. You can't Now there have been times we've had, you know, the only time you would ever lift weights in one arm and not the other is what? If you have an injury, right? So there have been times we have had A, quote, injury. So what do you do? You obviously put more emphasis in the wounded part. So that's, of course, there. Here's where we are right now. Right now, we are in a position to pump iron in both arms so strong that we can be part of this harvest that is coming. What did... What is the the word that Woody continually reminds us with? He says, what began in lockdown will end in harvest. And the harvest is coming, the harvest is large, the harvest is strong. And the ones who position themselves in a place to receive the harvest, if you want to put it in a business model, they're the ones who are going to succeed. So here's what we're doing as a fellowship. So, I don't know, I'll probably get a little emotional. So if I do cry, please... Just say, oh, you're cool. Um, I don't get emotional in front of people. I don't get emotional. Though I watched a, a, a movie yesterday on, <laughs> on the kid from Penn State who got paralyzed, Adam Teleferry. I'm sad crying. Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm watching this documentary crying. So maybe I'm just in an emotional state. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to make a pretty significant change in my life. I'm going to um, stop leading here. I'm not leaving, I'm not moving, I'm not fired, sick, wayward, enough. I'm going to stop leading Praise Fellowship. And I'm going to start leading international ministries, specifically through the International Sports Academy, that is, it's just potentially just huge. Here's what we've got. We've been dabbling in this. God gave the vision a few years ago. I'll tell the story at other times because uh, we need to rehear stories because when you tell the testimonies of God from the past, you have excitement about the future. But we've been dabbling in international sports ministry for about a year and a half, and it's been strictly a hobby ministry. And um, it has grown crazy, um, like a lot we had one church that we work with right now. They are currently, they're currently um, constructing a Sunday school wing that's going to hold 150 200 kids. You know where these kids came from? They started a sports ministry a year ago, and now they got 150 to 200 kids that are showing up every Sunday to get trained. We haven't been there in a year. You know what they're doing to their sanctuary? Doubling the size of their sanctuary. Why? Because of COVID? No. Because people are coming. Okay, We're not even there. We're giving people a heart and a tool, if you want to say, to reach the next generation. And it's exploding. So somebody asked me a number of months ago, what would it take to... to really have this thing go big. I mean, the vision is so big. I cannot tell you. I will at some point, because I'm, you know, we'll keep dribbling things out over the weeks ahead, uh, but uh, God has always given me ridiculously big vision, and even prophetic words have been big, and they're so big that you can't share them or you sound like you're an arrogant little punk, um, but they're big, and big, like not a thousand or ten thousand. I'm talking hundreds of thousands and millions, and, and so... Um, So somebody said, what would it take to really have this thing flourish? And I said, it takes just two things. It'd take time and money, that's it. And it's not a lot of money, and it's not a lot of people putting in time. I said, that's all it would take. So here's what the leadership of PF have decided to do. Say, go for this. Go for this. Put the time into this. Take these next months and go for it. And grow it and take the long arm of PF and make it so ridiculously strong that even the nations will take notice we um... just to let you know the why of this and I'm gonna come back to here because that obviously affects you a lot Uh, just the continent of Africa two-thirds of the people in Africa were born in this century let that sink in for a second And do you know that for the most part, the church around the world doesn't have a real vision to reach the next generation? Much of the ministry in the world is, let's just lock the kids out and the big people meet with God. See, America, we have a vision for kids. It's just, we've had it for, well, if you, you know, whatever, a hundred or so years ago when there was this big Sunday school push, that's what we're all the products of. The reason the, the church in America has been strong is because we've had a vision for young people. We put our best workers with the kids. We put our most money with the kids. We go after it. That's not the norm in nations of the world. I was with a a leader in Africa just recently, and he just caught this vision, really from a lot of it from being with us, about reaching kids. And he just like this, well, this this is Pastor Peter. You know him. He started reaching out to kids. He has a Saturday morning kids club that oftentimes has 500 kids to it. This is what he said to me. He says, Rick, if I had started this 20 years ago, I wouldn't be trying to train leaders. He says, I would have had them all. A mindset massively needs to shift. And even in the little bit we've gotten into, we've totally shifted mindsets of so many leaders. It, we're, we're sitting on the potential that there that is unlike anything else. And I want you to hear, when I say we, I mean we. This we, this is like, Something could come out of, you know, the classic, we'll get into it probably at Christmas. Not Christmas, but whenever, they, whenever Jesus says it, or the guy said it. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, right? Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, something unbelievable can come out of here. What if something, you don't usually hear about this. When you read about, um, when you read about uh, organizations that you say, wow, that's a great organization, you usually think of a singular person that ran it. What if an organization birthed out of a body, right? I love that. I love that. Now, you don't have to go and do everything. I'm just saying it's birthed out of here. It's out of here. So I wanted to share that with you. Again, we're going to dribble a lot of stuff over the next weeks. Uh, we're going to get into kind of what some details mean for here. What it means for here for the right now, and then, Brian, I know you're coming up next. Um or coming up with me or whatever, however we're doing this. But I do want you to know, here's the story, because here's what I will get asked. Well, who's taking over? What if I told you we had no idea and we didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> hope we make it, baby. Now, listen, I want you to hear this. Um, we have a great, and it's, it's vast, but we have a great leadership team here. really is. We have seven elders, but the leadership team is much more than that. We have a great leadership team here, and and w- here's what we're searching out, God. What's the post-Corona model we're going to be? We're going to be something special. We're going to be a, a model that, uh, if you want to say, unleashes the body. This is my this is my this is why I'm, I'm fully convinced this will happen. The body's going to be unleashed, like open the door, let the dogs out type thing. And we're going to produce a model that is going to be such a stepping up, such a raising up. What if our gatherings were this? What if we gathered for a handful of purposes? I I know we're heading here. What if our gatherings were such that we came together for a few reasons, but at the top of those was to seek God because we need more marching orders, right? We need more encouragement, more strength, more power, more love, more direction, and you know what else we came together for? To report on all the things that God was doing since last time we met. What if everybody came in and they got in, whatever, just saw people in the lobby, in the hall? Let me just tell you what God's doing this week. That guy we've been praying for at work—he got saved last week. Or this family got—why? Because there's time to unleash the people. And what we're going to do is form—and again, we don't know all the details, so you don't need, don't ask a lot of detailed questions. We know that we have enough details to go forward and we know that more details will follow. But, the, uh, but, but, but just hear this. There's going to be, we're going to create a model that unleashes the body. Unleashes it. It's going to be empowered in a way that's never done. Why? Because two arms of PS must be strong. Why do you want two arms that are strong? See, a lot of Christians in the model I said maybe have one strong arm, maybe another, maybe just two weak arms, whatever. But if you have two strong arms, you can do a few things with two strong arms. One is, I should read this because I wrote this down. I think this is pretty good. Oh, the first one. If you've got two strong arms, you know what you can do? You can fight. Boom. Who thinks the church needs two strong arms? We've got to fight, man. We've got to fight. Here's what the church is often does. Oh, Listen, we've got two arms. They're strong. We're fighting. You know what else you can do when you've got two arms? You can carry heavy things. We can carry heavy loads, we can carry heavy stuff. We got this. And then the coolest thing you can do with two arms, you can give hugs, baby. We can give hugs. Why? Because there's a closeness and all that stuff. So that is the heart of where we're heading. Again, clarify and then Brian just come up because I I literally could talk forever. Um, But here's what what I just want you to know. Um, I'm not leaving, we're not moving. I'm not sick, you know those types of things. Can we get those out of your way. But I am stopping to do the primary leadership of praise fellowship. So I just want you to hear that. We're going to go into details of how that's going to, to work out here. You know, Sandy and I are still here, House is still here. Sandy's running the kids program, Jason's on the drums, whatever. So I want you to know, but I do want you to know that much of what I will do, especially over the next six months, will be in other churches if they meet. <laughs> Somebody said to me, he says, who in their right mind would start a ministry now? Really? I mean, like, are you kidding? So in the natural, so, so, but I'll be out there. Because why? Because we've got to build a base to things, and we'll be in other countries. But when I'm not over there, I'll be here. I'll preach sometimes. I'll just sit here and enjoy and then bask in the, in the Lord here. So, but just, just so you know, that's where we're heading. But I just want you to know, it's going to be good, and it's going to be good for you. And for us in this whole thing, so just come up here, Brian. Brian is our 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 longest-termed elder. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 didn't say you were our oldest because yeah, you're. The chief elder? Yeah, Chief. He's the. <laughs> I don't know about. <laughs> you're, you're but uh, he actually isn't the oldest. But he We've walked with this thing the longest as an, on an 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 elder team. And So he wanted to come and share some things oh,
1: Well, he might not be emotional, but I usually am. And so if I cry, you know, it's just part of who I am. That's one of the things I want to talk about today is DNA. And so I want to talk about the DNA of the guy that I love that's sitting next to me here and about the promotion. This is one of the most exciting days I've ever experienced in the history of PF. See,
0: I'm excited and scared to death at the same time. So just so so we're
1: here to celebrate the promotion of Rick and Sandy to an apostolic elder. The the title sort of changed. And so... I took it upon myself to kind of write a definition of an apostolic elder. And here's what I've come up with, okay? One being sent by God to promote the kingdom of God on earth by creating apostolic centers, that's the ISA, throughout the earth through the ISA, supported by PF. It's it's supported from right here. Just as P.F., this place, is an apostolic center. And so it's both the long arm and the short arm that he just talked about. Um, Could you put up the first picture? (laughs) So here's the beginning. Here is the beginning, guys. This has been a call on Rick and Sandy's life from the day they got out of school when they were uh, when they were so young. <laughs> and so... Um, just uh, Sandy hasn't changed.
0: I, <laughs> I'm totally different. <laughs>
1: was that, that was actually in Mexico. It was in Mexico. So um, the most intrinsic part of this man and this couple's DNA is to be missionaries to the nations and to see people saved throughout the earth. And so... In order to do that, you know, PF needs to be that release. They need to be the support system. Can we see the second picture? Oh, man. This this was another trip to Mexico, and uh, I was not on this trip. But we've taken several trips with Rick and Sandy, and I can just tell you that the anointing that comes on this guy when he's in another place is unlike anything you've ever seen and uh, and God's gonna do some amazing things through the ISA in sending him out Um, the DNA of PF DNA of Rick it's it's like a genetic roadmap and so he's gonna carry that to the nations it's not gonna leave here it's gonna be continued who we are it's gonna be that we are a I don't know, we love people and we are here to heal people and we're here to minister to people and we're here to send people out to the nations. Um, I remember when we first came to PF, and the mission stories and the flags. And you see the flags over there? It was different then. There were flags were all across the sanctuary. And it was like we were awed by the flags. It's one of the things my wife and I said. What are all these flags? I mean, We just didn't understand but it wasn't too long before we caught the vision and uh, we're sent out could I get the next picture so this picture is one of the first trips that we took with Rick and Sandy we were young too <laughs> my hair was black and, and uh, uh, I mean what an amazing time we had in the mountains of Saltillo ministering to the people and the in the children um, it was incredible In that picture, you can see Katie Laufenberger. Literally, I, what's that? Katie, I was strong enough to have Katie swim on my back in the pool at that point in my life. (laughs) And she was small enough. That tells you how how far back it was. Um, But... um, um, you know, we took part in missions trips, we supported mission trips, we raised money for trips. PF's DNA was to put 20% of our tithes and offerings to missions, and it still is to this day. We're still supporting missions all over the place, you know, and so we've seen people's lives changed through praise, worship, healing of wounds, um, through the love of Jesus right here in this place. And this is just going to be an extension of that healing. That It's, it's like little PFs all over the globe. And um, so in the natural, like Rick said, it seems like maybe the worst of times with COVID. But God has all things, uh, all things are possible through him who strengthens us and who gives us encouragement and gives us wisdom. And, and, and not a spirit of fear. Can we get another picture there? So this is a, a trip that uh, went to Jamaica. There's uh, my buddy Jim Farr and my son Jacob. And and uh, it was just a really, Zach, he's so even Zach, he was so little then. There you are. And, and and so this is the heart. This is the heart of PF. This is the heart of Rick. This is the heart of I don't know, I can't say that enough. This is our DNA. um, The last picture, please. There we go. This is what we're releasing Pastor Rick into. Uh, This apostolic center here to create apostolic centers there and everywhere. And we're going to take part in it. We're not going to just sit here in our chairs. We're going to be... I expect to fully be on the mission field with you in some of the places that you go you know and I expect some of the people that I'm seeing out here to be touched and and moved to be a part of that and uh, you know it's just gonna be a good thing Um, we are his body we are the Lord's body we are his hands and feet and we are answering the call by serving and blessing the ones who are called we're sending out our A team. We're sending out Rick and Sandy. And so, I just, uh, it's a day for celebrating that. And uh, it's a day to bless these guys. So, I guess that's, yeah.
0: Okay. I don't need to. We can. So when, we have we have seven elders, and we want to. You'll, we're going to see them all, and we're going to. Um, rich is a new officially elder, although he's, you know, if you're an elder, you're just an elder, and sometimes we put a tag on you, um, and so. But we're rich is one of our elders, and he's going to. We're actually going to lay hands on him later on to the service for his eldership role and uh, other things he does. But but uh, go ahead.
2: Good morning, everybody. Some of you know me, Rich Van Houten. Um, my gifting is I'm a teacher, and so what I'm going to be bringing is my teaching ability, um, the heart that I have for that. Um, those of you that have been in the ISM classes with me over the years, um, one of the things we've been talking about with this transition is Ephesians chapter four, verses twelve or yeah, verse twelve. And it talked about the fivefold ministry, and what Pastor Rick is doing, he's going out and he's going to be reaching the nations. Okay? What he's doing is also asking all of us to step up. And so part of my stepping up is I'm going to be spending more time at the church. I'm going to be more teaching here. Um, I'm going to be stepping away from some of my, respons- well, not my responsibilities at my office. I'm still going to be the responsible one at my office. Those of you that are patients don't think somebody else is... You know, filling in for that. I'm not going to be spending as much time at my office, let's put it that way. And um, I want to read um, Ephesians 4.12 to you. And this is the call on every single one of you that's sitting here, that the purpose of the fivefold ministry is the perfecting or the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sleight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love." So what I'm offering you is I'm here to serve our Heavenly Father. Okay? He's given me gifts and he's given me talents, and he has every single one of you have gifts and talents also. And He's asking you to discover them, to build them up, to use them for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so I'm going to use my gifts and talents to carry out what it says in Ephesians 4.12, and that's to equip the saints, all of you, to do the works of ministry that this body needs to be able to do all the things that God's ordained us to do. And part of that, again, Pastor Rick and Sandy's call, we have a call on every single one of us that's sitting here to be the body of Christ, to reach out to the nations, to reach out to our community. Um, In some of the classes that I've been leading, one of the things that really spoke to me, there's a couple quotes that I've been meditating on, um, sharing with the classes, that I think are really going to shape the direction that we're going in. Um, the first one I want to read to you is it's from Noah Webster. And most of you know that name because you've heard of um, Noah Webster as his dictionary, as the you know, founder, the spearhead of a lot of the teaching that goes on in this country today. And he's had this quote in 1832. All of the miseries and evils which men suffer from vice, crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, and war... Proceed from them despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. So think on that for a little bit. Noah Webster, one of the founding fathers of this country, that's what he said, that because people neglect or despise the word of God, we have all those issues. There's all the sin that is in the world. So that is one you're going to hear periodically when I have the opportunity. Another one is from Martin Luther, the reformer from the 1500s. And he said, if you preach the gospel in all aspects, with exception of the issues which deal specifically with your time, you're not preaching the gospel at all. Okay? So as we bring the word, as you get teachings, it needs to be addressing the issues and the problems that we're facing right now. Okay? If we're not, it's not the gospel. And the one, last one's a little more recent. Somebody that's still alive actually said this one. And it's from the Conquer series that we just recently did here at the church that deals with pornography and addictions. And the developer of that series, Dr. Ted Roberts, said in 2008, if the church does not become proficient in dealing with the issues of addiction and bondage, the church has little relevance to the world. So if we're not dealing with the things that the world's dealing with, we're irrelevant as the body of Christ. and one of the other speakers in that session, he said, the church needs to become a hospital. It needs to be a place where the people that are lost, that are dead, that are, you know, wounded, traumatized, whatever it is, this needs to be a place where people can come and find the answers that they need. This needs to be a place where people can get saved, where people can have their wounds healed, can have their minds renewed. And so that's the direction, those are the teachings that we're being enabled to go in as we go into this new period, this new season for PF. So, that's what I'm bringing. That's what I have that God's put on my heart. Jeff.
3: I'm going to read off of Rick's notes and see what I can come up with. (laughs) It's a good day. Are you charismatic still? Are you still... Are you still? It's a good day today. Transition is a good thing. Like Rick said, I mean, it's a change. It's, it's going to be, I'm sure, ups and downs and emotions high and low. But here's, here's I want to just lay out a couple of things as a team, and then we're going to bring the team up here. I want you to hear this. That Ephesians says this, 417. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That is our responsibility as Christians, as leaders, as a church. And I'm telling you, as a team of leaders and elders in this church, we are 100% sure this is the will of God. You have to hear that. Do you hear me? This is not something that's come just through a, a, a flimsy... Right? This has been a solid knowing from God that it's His timetable, His purpose, and His plan. How many know I'm talking about? So you need to get excited because if that's true, if we've heard from God like we believe we have, then what Rick is venturing to do is going to prosper, be blessed, explode. And at PF, the team that's going to begin to help with this transition is going to help this thing explode. Are you with me this morning? So listen, just let me give you a couple of scriptures and lay out a couple of things that God spoke to us. So we are in agreement. Thank God some of you have heard and seen, and there's been a couple other voices. One of the main voices has been Jimmy Moss has been helping us and restructuring and really, really giving us some good wisdom through this. I want you to know something. This team of elders, when they come up here, is surrounded by another team. Do you know that you're nev- there's always somebody you have to answer to? Yeah. Amen? Amen? There's always somebody spiritually you have to answer to. If not, then you're out of line, by the way. So Jimmy's really been helping us, and, and as you know, we'll bring up a couple other people that we really think is going to be strategic in, in helping us move forward. But, but let me read this, and, and, and you read this the other night, Brian. 1 Peter 5. And I want you to hear the heart of eldership. Sometimes we don't teach on this enough. 1 Peter 5, 1 says, The elders who are among you I exhort. And Peter says this, I am who a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Verse 2, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being what? Examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown in the glory that does not fade away. It goes on to talk about the young being submissive and the, the need of being humble and, and resisting the devil and all those things are good, but part of the role of eldership is to protect, I mean, I'm talking about, Protect the sheep, and to govern. It's a twofold mandate that God's given us, and we haven't taken it lightly. So know that we have a team here that we really believe that is the main role. And I do think that we're entering into a different model. I don't know what it all entails. I do know that Antioch, which I was a part of for years' model, is a powerful model to go by in 13 and what was that model? That model was a model with understanding what Rich said, the five-fold ministry, in understanding that people would come and people would go. Do you hear me? We discover their gifting, their purpose. We, would, we will mandate what God wants to do and send them out to be what God's called them to be. And then they'll come back for refreshing and report and all those other things. So I just want to encourage you that this day is a good day. Day. Amen. It's a good day for Rick and Sandy. It's a good day for PF. It's a good day for you. I said this a while ago, maybe, and this goes in line with what Rick said. I believe the next move will be a move of the saints. It will not be a move of this. It will be a move of the saints doing the work of the ministry. Finally and you won't burn these people out. Amen? We'll equip, we'll encourage, we'll launch, we'll lay hands, we'll love you, you'll come back, but you'll be out there doing the work of the ministry. So at this time, can we have all the elders and the, and the wives come up? We're going to do a couple quick things if we could. I do want to clarify that one of the exciting things that's um, being changed also is, is Rich and Ann are kind of moving into a whole new arena. Um, we're going to kind of label them and tag them. Do you want to tag, Rich? (laughs) Um, Rich is really going to, and we're going to really be sharing more on this, he's really going to be taking over the pastoral care, the pastoral care department, if you want to. That's kind of the name. What does that mean, pastoral care? Caring for people, overseeing, strategizing. It's, It's really going to be exciting. Rich is not becoming the senior pastor of Praise Fellowship, Amen. And Ann says, "Amen." Jeff Ekstrom is not becoming the senior pastor of Praise Fellowship. I love you, Amen. really. You, you used to be my friend. So, and at the same time, this kind of bizarre. these guys are going to have a lot of weight, and risk. we need to pray for them. Anne Ann Ann has been doing a lot of administrative. She does, she does the arm of missions at the church. You guys don't have an idea of what kind of staff is behind the scene. It is unbelievable what they can do. It's ridiculous. And she's really moving more into the administrative role um, to help out in this transition. And AJ, of course, he's going to get slapped with some more stuff, too. And, and AJ <laughs> is becoming the, no, Kirk, no.
0: Can, can I just say that, because it, it is actually really fun to joke about, but here's a cool thing. We believe Jesus can be our senior pastor, right? We believe he can, for this season, he can be our head shepherd. I mean, I know that sounds really religious, but wouldn't it be cool? It would be awesome. And so we can be his under shepherds, and it's just a cool, it's a good image. It is a
3: good image. So what we're going to do this morning, if you please would, would, would do this with us, and we're going to have a tremendous song to end on, but I want to, I and let's bring him over here. Would you come over here? I mean, this is really weird. You're not supposed to be alone. We're going to lay hands on them. We're going to pray for this new season. And, like, you know, this is a huge step of faith. I mean, he has his own business. He has his own. And so would you stretch your hands out? Then we're going to pray for Rick and Sandy, of course. And, and, and I'll start. Any of you elders or wives that want to pray, please, yeah. I have another mic. I don't want to be the only one praying. Father... What a tremendous day. As we celebrate, first of all, I thank you for this eldership team as a whole. The anointing, the gifting, the unity that we've seen in the last few months is unbelievable. But God, I lay hands upon Rich. We as elders lay hands upon him for this next season that you're anointing him to the pastoral care department. What that entails and what that looks like. God, you will reveal, you will show, but we're asking you for an anointing to be upon him. God, we want people to be cared for, shepherd, love, disciple, trained. God, we want them to be healed, to be whole. Those that are broken, those that are hurting, give us the tools, give him the resources, give him those people that feel called, God, to utilize them. So, God, I stir up the gifts that are within him today. I stir up, God, that which has always been there. But, God, you use it. and Give him wisdom in his own business in this transition period of his life. God, we thank you. We thank you for Ann and for the administration and the organization and the gifting and the call there. And even you've been branching her out. God, into missions and to God, different, God, desires within her heart. We thank you for this next season as a team. God, what an exciting season of ministry just exploding. God. There's going to be, God, the call in the late hour of hurting, broken people. And I'm asking you, God, for that pastoral care anointing to fall upon them and administration. God, help them to balance that which you've put upon their heart and their call. Come on, a couple other people pray out, and we'll pray for Rick and Sandy. Anybody else? God, we do just lift up rich and to you. And God, just the, we know there is such a need for people to be cared for and loved and made to feel special. And God, we just, we just pray for them. Just give them wisdom, Lord. We just thank you. In Jesus' name.
4: Father, we thank you for Rich and Ann and their lives. We just turn them over to you, Father, and may they always look to you and to your word for find their strength. May they look to each other in their, in their leadership roles in this church. We just praise you and thank you for what they're going to
3: do. In Jesus' name. Let's pray for Rick and Sandy. Do you guys want to sit while you're being prayed for? <laughs> let's let's put them down here like in a circle if we could. Amen. Let's gather around them, everybody. Once again, I'll start, but please jump in. Father, we thank you that this is a day of celebration. This is a day of release. God, of the transition that you have upon their lives. God, from day one, we know their hearts have been the nations. God, we know their hearts have been missions. And God, we thank you that now that season has come. That Kairos suddenly in the natural, it looks like a bad timetable. But God, we believe in the spirit. It's the perfect timetable for them to be launched. For them to do the will, and the mandate of God. So we lay hands upon them today as an eldership team and we release them into all that God has for them. They're still a part of this body. They're still a part of this family. But God, they're going to the next that you've called them to go into. God, we pray for doors to be open. We pray for financial blessing to fall upon them. And I speak peace that passes understanding. I speak to calmness right now in the storm and for the spirit of God to begin to speak with clarity and accuracy into their hearts, into their lives. The plan and the strategies would begin to be revealed and it would be so clear. Let the phone calls begin to come and let the requests begin to come and come over and see me and come over and help me. And it's going to become so busy that you're going to need wisdom and insight. So father, we anoint them today. We thank you for this transition. We are excited as a body to see what you're going to do. Hallelujah.
2: God, I thank you for Rick and for Sandy. I thank you for the call that you have on their life. I thank you for change. I thank you for transition. And God, I just pray a prayer of protection over them, a prayer of peace, not only over them, God, but over their family, over Zach and Jason, that you would just provide everything they need for this. Uh, next season of their life. I thank you for both ministries here that you would just continue to provide everything we need, God.
4: Lord, Father, I just feel right now the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Because <laughs> they're going in, into a mission field, Father, that, that needs you and your word. And they're going to supply that. Father, just... Pour down blessings and provision upon them. Let them know that beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've got them. You're holding them in your hands and you're going to provide and you're going to lead and they're going to go forth and and proclaim your truth. And it's just going to infect hundreds of thousands of people. We just praise you and thank you for what they're going to do through you in jesus name
1: i think infection I, whoops i'm sorry i think it, well, I'll,
5: it's you, my turn okay go i i excuse me a minute <laughs> i just feel really strongly and forgive me guys but i really feel like yeah. zach and jason yes. you need to come up sure. here yeah. forgive me guys but it's important that you're part of this yep. those of us who have been here long enough watched God put together an international family okay just as he put together an international family for you and for me Brian you guys have to know that this is of course this is about your parents about Rick and Sandy but this is about you guys too and I don't know what that looks like I don't have a clue but what God is doing right now is through the four of you And I just am asking God to reveal to you guys more and more and more what that looks like for you, Zach, and what that looks like for you, Jason. Because God put you together, and he did so with incredible, incredible plans beyond anything that we can think or imagine. And so I'm just right now just calling his blessings on you, his provision for you and guys don't be afraid you know this is a scary time in a lot of ways but God's got your back and he's had your back from day one he's had your back from day one and I don't know what's ahead for you but oh man am I excited to watch what it's going to be and so all of us it's our charge to pray for this family certainly for Rick and what Rick is launching out to, but for Sandy and for Zach and for Jason, because this is all of them, guys. They're a package deal now. So so that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw the miracles of the adoptions of both of you guys. Yeah, we did. And uh, you walked with us through our adoptions with our kids. And, uh, you know. I said I might be the emotional one, but it's just been such a pleasure and I look forward to to what's coming. It's just so exciting. But the word infection, the COVID, this is bigger than COVID, man. Yeah. This is gonna be bigger than COVID. Yeah. You talk about the long arm, here it is.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So let's 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 stand up, let's celebrate, amen. Let's have a good, you better have a good fast song, Dave. Or you might be fired.